One, two, three. All right. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored as always by Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel, as well as website AMP. Now, in this chat's edition of the podcast, we're going to hang out once again with Fareed Jatton. He is back by popular demand, currently the number six ranked GPI player in the world. Uh, and he's prepping for a training course that he's going to be doing exclusively for Rec Poker Nation. Uh, so really excited about that. But first, let's introduce our panel. My name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. And one of the things I've really, uh, really noticed here lately uh, with all my business coaching and with poker is that the key to success is first having absolute clarity on what your definition of success is. And I'm Chris Jones, 5x5 on PokerStars and Twitter, and I'm wishing you a happy new year. I'm hoping it is a big return for us all to live poker soon. Yay. Yeah, I'm Jim Reed, Bluff Serini in the home game and at Hold'em underscore Steelers on Twitter. And uh, my new year's resolution is to win a bronze pin in the month of January. <laughs> And my name is John Somsky, and I'm Poker Geek MN Everywhere. And today I bring you a quote by the late, great Lou Krieger. Most of the money you win at poker comes not from the brilliance of your own play, but from the ineptitude of your opponents. <laughs> and I'm Rob Washam. I'm Radman 50 Everywhere. And I've come to the realization lately that I'm a much better tournament player than I am a live cash player. Oh, we're going to have to unpack that at some point. All right, Rob. <laughs> Rob's out in Vegas now doing the thing. So we'll unpack that a little bit. A couple of really quick things uh, that we will unpack a little bit more later. Uh, just make sure if you're suspended from the home game still as of January 1st, we have the solution. Go to rec.poker slash home game. Uh, we've got the free Jatin training course coming up. It starts February 3rd. Details are rec.poker slash Fareed. And save the date. January 27th is our first annual award show. I think we're going to call it the Reckies, uh, and we're going to have so much fun with that deal. So uh, we'll chat a little bit more about that after we talk with Fareed. But let's bring him in. Uh, Fareed, now you're just with us. It took us 220 episodes to find you, uh, but only about 15 more to have you back on because everybody loved you so much. So uh, how are you doing, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. Yeah, happy to be back, man. I had a, had a great time the first time, and um, yeah, it was pretty easy to accept uh, coming back on the second time. Yeah, it was so fun. People were like, man, he was just infectious. It was so much fun. And and we've had an opportunity to hang out a little bit uh, after that. And it's the real deal, man. You are, you are such a fun guy, but also this terror at the table. And so uh, we need to probe a little bit deeper into who Fareed is. So where where are you hanging out now? I, I never I never know, right? You're, it's New York. It's Miami. It's Vegas. Uh, where are you at right now? Yeah, I actually just got back to Colombia. You know, uh, I'm, I'm on like two hours sleep because I was in New York before that and I had to go to Miami for a couple of days. And, uh, but it feels good to be back home, man, to be honest. It felt good to eat uh, my first, you know, home-cooked meal for a while. And, yeah, I'm just happy to be back home. You know, a lot of times, like, traveling is amazing, obviously, but, you know, sometimes you just miss home. So I'm, I'm happy to be back. And one of the things that we've talked a little bit about is how much you just love the country of Colombia, right? And that seems to be a common thread among Colombians. They just love the country. So tell us a little bit about what is it about Colombia that you just love? And maybe what, what's the first meal that you had when you got back home that you were just kind of, kind of craving? Well, I think like, um, number one, you know, the energy of the people, you know, like I think here in Medellin, which is where I'm at right now, 
people are just really, really welcoming and like just really good vibes. And like you go somewhere to eat or, or anywhere and the service is amazing. Like everyone's just like good vibes all the time, you know, which is something that I can't say the same thing about maybe the U.S. or maybe like Europe. You know, it's a bit more of a dry attitude or, or more of like. I'm just doing my thing and like, who cares about anybody else type of thing, which is fine. You know, it's just different cultures, but that's one thing is like the human heat, you know, like, like people just love other people here, you know? So that's number one. Number two is just an amazing country overall. Like it's, it's a beautiful place, you know? And uh, when you, when you come with dollars, it's also very cheap, you know? So yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing in all, in all categories, you know, I would say. You know, last, last time we chatted uh, on the podcast, you mentioned having having us come over and do a rec poker trip to Columbia. And and I know you were, you were serious because you're a host and we were kind of having fun with it. But I've had like three or four people since then saying like, seriously, if we take a trip, I would love to go. No, I was I was definitely serious, man. You just got to <laughs> let me know, like, so I can know in advance how many people I'm hosting. But um, yeah, I love that, man. I, like I said, I love my country and I love showing people what a, what a great country it is, you know, and if you guys could, could come visit and I'll make sure that you guys have an amazing time, meet some great food and just like meet some great people. Yeah. I think it'll be amazing, man. I think, um, I think we'll enjoy it a lot. Uh, it'd be so fun. So let, let's talk a little bit about the, the training course uh, we have coming up now. This is a course that you've, you've delivered the course before, uh, both in Spanish and in English. Uh, but for the folks that are just sort of catching wind now that actually rec poker is going to be doing this, training course uh, that, that you're, you're the instructor for, what should we expect? expect uh, who is this course for? Tell us a little bit of kind of a high level view of this thing. Well, yeah, this course started in the quarantine, you know, I, like I said, I had a lot of demand for coaching in the past, but I never really had time for it, you know, because I was just focused on my grind and doing my thing. And now I, I, didn't, I wasn't really enjoying playing online full time. So I said, how can I be productive? but at the same time, give back to the community a little bit, you know? So I figured that coaching was a nice way to do all that. And um, yeah, I've had a great time, man. I've had a great time with the coaching. I think that it's been a, a big success. You know, I think a lot of my students, most of them are very, very happy, if not all of them. Uh, they've all seen clarity when it comes to their game evolving a lot, you know? And, and I think the key is that I found, you know, I found ways to simplify very complex subjects into a way where, you know, maybe recreational or maybe like mid-stakes type of player could understand very advanced things without really having to do all the software work and all the other things that a lot of us don't really want to do, you know. So I think that's that's been the, the main key is that I'm trying to personalize poker again, where you find a way to, to focus on your strengths, avoid your weaknesses while working at them, you know. And, and then, like you were saying before, which I thought was amazing, is that you know, success first, you got to find clarity on what success means to you, right? So at the poker table, it's kind of like the same thing. You got to find clarity with your plays so then you can find the confidence to execute them, you know? So with this course, you can find a lot of clarity in a lot of spots. And then like in the spots where you don't find clarity, I incentivize you to avoid them in general, you know? That way, like you only play when you find clarity, you know, while working at these tough spots because we will come up with a lot of tough spots. I mean, like poker is tougher than ever, but it's also more like solvable than ever, you know, where every spot has a right answer type of thing, you know? So it's all about putting in the work and, and finding a, a good crew to kind of, you know, do the whole studying and the whole community thing 
which I think it's amazing. The, the studying as a community, I think it's uh, another key to the course. You know, I think that all my, my groups, they start as students and they end up as, as, as friends, you know, like it's, it's a big community at the end. They all help each other. We all talk about some hand histories, this and that. So, yeah, I think overall it's just a great experience for everybody, you know. And I've really enjoyed it because I, I really like to help the, the the players, you know, just evolve. As, like, that makes me happy. The other day, my one of my students had a 150K score. For me, that meant it was almost like a, like more I, – I was more happy for him than I was when I went 150. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these type of things are very fulfilling, you know. Yeah, well, learning poker and community, I don't know who that sounds like, but I wonder if Rec Poker might have a niche. That's, that's, that's the drum that we beat all the time is learn the game in community. Uh, just the, the relationships, the fun, but then, uh, you know, uh, dis- disagreeing and sort of getting, you know, wrestling with the answers is is so huge. And I had an opportunity, you sent um, a, a couple of videos of one of your previous courses, so I had a chance to preview uh, what we're going to expect. And it was so interesting because, you're, you're such a good teacher, and but yet there's this element of interactiveness where people can ask questions and engage, and you could like almost literally see the light bulb come on uh, as people are having that conversation. They're going, oh, and I think for, for recreational players, so many of us are looking for that, right? We're looking for those light bulb moments where you're like, ah, now I get how to play a draw in a certain situation, or now I now I know how to get value, and I think we just kind of struggle with that. So talk a little bit about, you know, who's the target audience for this? Because uh, clearly, you know, you're one of the best players in the world, but you're able to explain it in a way that actually I can understand. So somewhere in between me and, you know, the, the top players in the world, who who's kind of the sweet spot? Like, who are you targeting uh, with this course? Yeah, I think that, um, number one, you know, you got to have a deep understanding of the game, right? Like, you can't just be a beginner. But besides that, I think it's pretty much for anyone who has a deep understanding of the game, you know, like, it ranges from people like I've had students all like with a very wide range from people just starting to play, but they understand the game. They really want to get better to all the way to people who are playing very high stakes. And like I was telling you before, you know, I want to make sure that I'm always uh, kind of over delivering, you know, where I'm actually providing value for you. If not, it wouldn't feel right for me, you know? So I had, a, I had one guy in one of my, on one of my classes that plays very big. And I told them, after the first class, I called him. I said, listen, man, like, this might be a bit too basic for you. I mean, we do talk about very advanced stuff, but I know you play very big. I know you do a lot of software work. So if you don't think this is advanced enough for you, you know, I'll give you a refund right away, no problem. And he said, no, man, like, listen, like, I really like your energy, this and that. I know I'm going to get a lot from the course. And fast forward to now, I mean, the guy's on, like, a 400k heater a month <laughs> later and it's just been uh, yeah it's just been crazy man it's been uh, I think I think at the end of the day when you do things with the right intentions and you prepare well for them I think only positive things come out of it you know so I mean I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort into it and, and like I said I think the key to the course is I've been able to simplify a lot of very advanced topics and I found a way for you to see a lot of clarity you know in a lot of complex spots you know where you either got to avoid them or you got to take another route or, or really focus on what works for Steve and not what works for the sovereign, you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's something that 2020, we forgot, or 2021 now, we're kind of forgetting to, to think about, you know. It's, it's very robotic nowadays, so I want to kind of like personalize poker again is another key to the course, you know. Jim, did you have something? 
Yeah, I did because I've been I've been pouring over the material, uh, the promotional stuff, looking at the schedule and the different kind of classes and how you break down the material that you want to go through. And I just I love the way you're building the the curriculum, starting with raise first in, then talking about three betting versus flatting, and then just this whole defending the big blind, and then later talking about in position versus out of position. Like this is stuff that um, I think it'll even help some players that that want to know more about the game and don't feel like they've really understood it yet like there's going to be a lot of conceptual stuff here that's really going to have that light bulb moment for them like can you talk a little bit about um why you talk about offense and defense in in position and out of position because even just that kind of concept i think is going to be really helpful for some folks yeah because i think you know i think that the mindset really shifts when you're playing defense or offense and many people kind of think about the hand as the same way, you know, where like, you know, whatever, they have top pair and they, they got to go all the way to the river, whether they're playing defense or offense or they want to bluff with a certain hand, no matter what, whether they're playing defense or offense. But actually that bluff might be 10 times more profitable when you're playing offense because you're in position, you have a lot more information, you have a lot more clarity about the, the spot, you know, so... I, I break down, first of all, I break down, like you said, I mean, I break down the game to the most important parts that I thought were were necessary to start crushing tournaments, right? So we start, obviously, with the most basic things, like the race first thin ranges, this and that. And then we get all the way to the flop, turn, river play, like you said, uh, defense and offense, you know, and also we go through different stack sizes. Like, I think it's a pretty complete course, you know. And I also have a very interesting class, which is the – winning poker mentality class, you know, which I think uh, mindset is one of the most important things in poker, you know. So I have, a, I, have a, I have a few mental coaches who are all top-notch and they kind of design a plan for us or, or, or a two-hour lesson for us where it kind of, you know, because I think in poker, a lot of times we, we play the victim card, you know. We want to say that we're running bad or, or you know, like a lot of times we, we hate mentioning the fact that it, maybe it's our fault, maybe we're not playing too good, or maybe we're too weak at, at, at taking the bad beats and tilts the shit out of us, you know? Like, we take a beat and we can't recover for it mentally. So these type of things are very, very important when you want to get to the next level, you know? So that class is one of my favorite ones. And another one is the special guest class, you know, which actually has been super crazy because uh, I've had three special guests, you know? One of them was Martin Jacobson, which won the main event. Um, the other one was Damian Salas, which actually just won the main event right now twice. Yeah, and uh, he's actually a very, very good friend of mine. And the other one was uh, someone who won the Party Poker Millions. So it's like everybody's just been crushing out of control. I mean, it's been really crazy, man. I, I can't really explain it, but it's just been uh, everything related to the course has been uh, just booming. You know, it's kind of like Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, the uh, Bitcoin it's of poker training. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just saying, like, that's, no, no. that's what's been happening, man. You know, it's just, it's been crazy. But like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised because, like I said, I, I really believe in energy and, and, and just doing things for the right reasons and the right time. So, yeah, I think it's just been, it's been natural because we're putting a lot of effort into it, you know. So I'm, I'm just happy with the, with, the, with the product, you know. And so we don't know, we don't know who the special guest yet is for our course yet, do we? No, I have a I have a couple a couple of cool uh, cool options. I'm, I'm always trying to do breaking really news. Nice. I'll make sure it's a really nice one. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
it'll be you'll be able to dig into the mind of like someone in the top 20 or just someone really really interesting like i'm very picky with everything so i'll make sure that the special host uh the special guest will be uh will be a nice one for you guys oh we're yeah we're not worried at all i was just i'm always trying to break the story you know what do we got what do we got what do we got but let's, let's not lose sight of, let's not lose sight of the fact that Fareed's like a perennial top 10 player in the world currently number six that's where we're starting from. So when we're talking about a special <laughs> guest of the top six player in the world. Uh, it's pretty, pretty good stuff. I'm kind of curious. One of the questions I've gotten for Reed, uh, recently from a few people um, is this idea of, you know, you're, you're a very feared player at the table in a sense, uh, you know, at least among recreational players are like, Oh gosh. Uh, but you, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're Chris, Chris elaborated on this last time when the show kind of, you know, you come to the table and I think for a lot of people, it's like, Okay, here we go. I got I to gotta button down. I got to kind of get ready to go because I don't know what's coming. The storm's coming. Um, at least that's some of the perception that's, that's out there, uh, whether you're aggressive nature or you're unpredictable or whatever it is. Just sort of your, your table presence uh, can be intimidating, even though you're a super nice guy. I'm kind of curious, uh, is some of that reflected in the course? I know people have asked that question. So uh, is the course kind of designed for everybody? Is there a leaning toward aggression? Is there a leaning toward some of the things that you do? Or how much is your own playing style sort of integrated into uh, the entire course? No, yeah, 100%. I think that um, I basically want to teach you everything you need to, to win tournaments, okay? I'm not trying to make you min cash. I don't want your, you know, your min cash rate to go up. I want you to start getting W's, you know, because in tournament poker, that's where all the money's at, you know. So to be able to get that, you got to be very aggressive in nature, you know, but in the right spots at the right times. And at the end of the day, like I said, I want to kind of personalize poker for you. So if being too aggressive is not your nature, that's fine too. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to give you a wide range of options in, in, very complex spots where I'll give you all the way from the most aggressive option to the most passive one, you know, but everything in between, like they're all correct. That's, that's the beauty about poker, you know, that there's so many spots with like 10 right answers. There's always one more right than the other one, you know, but at the same time, when you have five choices to choose from, you kind of see which one is best for you, you know, like which one fits my nature the best. But at the end of the day, I just, I just want to prepare you to know everything that you need to start winning tournaments because that's, that's exactly what I want, you know. So I want to be able to teach you how to crush the bubble and how to crush a final table and how to lose that fear of busting, you know, because I think that costs us all a lot of money, you know. Like I think that all of us are willing to put in that big bluff when the blinds are 200, 400, but, you know, when, when we're 10 left and we're 30 chips and we got a bluff to chip leader, that's when the money's made, you know. So mm. being able to pull that trigger, you need, number one, a lot of clarity. And number two, a lot of, you know, you need, you need to believe in yourself. You know, you need, you need a lot of confidence. So that's that's what I'm trying to give you with this course, man, you know. So, so I got goosebumps. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm like, let's go. Um, you know, Jonesy, you got a question here. But, I, you know, I, one thing, as I know, one of the people that's going to be attending is Doug Drabeck, and he's actually in the chat right now. He has the most wins in our rec, rec poker home game this year. I'm wondering if maybe for Doug we could tweak it a little bit and you could teach him how to win less. So that'll be one one kind of thing we'll put out to you, Freed. I'll, I'll talk to you offline, but we're going we're gonna to teach Doug different things. Uh, so, uh, Chris, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, Freed. Uh, yeah, I've I've also been uh, kind of combing over the the materials here, and I, I really love the 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 structure, the way it's laid out between you know what class comes first and next. I think it's it's really logical uh, method. But I wonder if you can sort of like talk a little bit about uh, what the actual kind of class experience is going to be like, and what like a student can expect to sort of like they join a class. Okay, they're going to be in this thing for two hours. Is there going to be off? off the kind of felt work that they're doing in between class sessions. What kind of, what, what is that experience going to be like for a student who joins this? Yeah. So we hop in the class, you know, and uh, basically everybody's on mute for the first hour, hour and a half, you know, where, where it's just me and my assistant kind of going through the whole material, you know, make sure that you guys get everything you need out of that class. And then after that, every time we have some time left, we have, we unmute everybody. We have time. Anyone that wants to ask a question, Anyone that wants to share anything about life doesn't have to be about poker. Kind of like we just hang out for a bit. Right. So like make sure that everything was understood in the right type of way. Everything like the message that we're trying to give about the class was understood by everybody. And after everybody's satisfied with the information, we we kind of just hang out. You know, it's kind of like a hangout spot where we talk about maybe a hand that you played that maybe has nothing to do with what we just went through, or maybe we talk about life, maybe we talk about something that we just went through that you didn't understand, you know, kind of like, just like a productive hangout spot, you know, when we have time left, because for example, like I think, like the flop Turner River classes are a bit complex, so maybe that takes up the two hours. So for that, we'll create a chat also, you know, like a Discord channel or something like that, where you guys could actually type the questions and we'll be active on their answering and this and that. So at the end of the day, like I said, we just want to make sure that everybody's satisfied with the whole information and that everybody understood it in the right type of way, you know? Yeah, I love it. I, I keep coming back to this too, but, you know, there's there's different people that have different training courses out there. And obviously we're we're associated with Freed, but, but I'm telling you, the, the energy that he gives off, uh, I, I saw the courses and I've also, you know, had a chance to chat with Freed offline. It's such a positive experience. Uh, and I think uh, that that's one of the differentiators of this thing too, is it's not just like going to watch a video for an hour and a half. It's actually engaging. And then you get a chance to do the interactive thing. And then you get a chance to build relationships. And it really is this entire kind of holistic poker learning uh, package, uh, which, which I'm super excited about. Jim, did you have another, another comment or question? Yeah, I did. I was just, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, winning being more important than getting a lot of min caches and like crushing the final table. And I know the course kind of culminates in this final table play uh, session. And I think I, I have two kind of two, two things I want to talk about quickly there. The first is how can people practice final table play? Because I think it's really hard for people to find meaningful practice where there's like real ICM implications or like the pressure's really on. Um, it's just a hard thing to practice. And then um, the second thing is, I know you're not going it, to, it'll take the whole session to get into the good stuff, but is there like one tip you could give a recreational player who hasn't had the time to prepare, but they're at a big final table now. And it's like, what's one thing they should be doing differently to help give them a better chance at winning that tournament? Well, number one, how, how you prepare for a final table, you know, I think, um, the best way to do it for now, like as far as studying goes, you know, I think there's a lot of good live stream material with good commentators, you know. So I think that watching those high stakes final tables kind of like, you know, it's, it's very good for clarity. It's very good for understanding what the ICM decisions look like, what, what every, like how the stack differences 
your ranges, your, you know, the, the, the style that you, your approach, you know, because I think a lot of times we're kind of lost, you know, like we're, we're, we're midst that going into the final table and we're kind of like just playing our cards. Right. And that's not really the way to approach it at all. It's like, what seat am I in? Who do I got to my left? How do my stack play against the stacks to my left? Are they really going to be reshoving on me a lot? Are they going to be putting a lot of pressure on me? Because I'm kind of like in the middle of the pack and I got two big stacks to my left. So then I got to tighten up a lot, you know, like it's very, final tables are very situational, you know. So it's, it's, you really can't really prepare for a final table. You just kind of got to like watch and study a lot so you can know, like, if I go in with the big stack, I'm going to take this approach. If I go in with the short stack, I'm going to take this approach. If I go in with the mid stack, I'm going to take this approach. Or if I'm playing a high stakes tournament where everybody's good, I'm going to take this approach. You know, if I'm playing a low stakes tournament where people are, are not really playing back, this and that, maybe I play a, little, a bit of lower variance, you know, like there's so many factors that go into your, your, your approach, you know, that it's really tough to design a specific approach just for gym, you know, like gym. Yeah. Gym has a playing style, but Jim's playing style should change a lot depending on the situation, you know? So that's actually the key to success in these final tables. And um, what was your second question about, uh, about the, if there was for recreational players like us, if they find themselves at a final table, you know, some people are taking a shot online these days and just like our buddy Ben, I don't know if he's in the chat today, but he's he's looking forward to playing in a final table soon. And um, what are the what's like one mistake or one common thing that you would tell a recreational player like do this differently or take this tip and you'll you'll increase your odds of, of performing well at the final table? Yeah, I think a lot of times, I think one mistake that I see from my students and from people in general, you know, including myself when I had uh, not too much experience, is sometimes you kind of want to battle or you want to get too creative or you want to start doing things that are kind of out of your comfort zone, you know. So I think that this is not the time to start trying them, you know. So I think that in general, whatever gives you a lot of uncomfort, even though it might be standard, you know, in, in a regular situation, I would say avoid it in general and kind of look for clarity in all the spots, you know, and maybe you don't get the win, but maybe you ladder up three or four spots, but at the end of the day, you want to be happy in the way you go out. You know, you want to be, you want to feel clarity in the, in the final hand or in that final play that you made. You don't want to feel like you, you kind of did something that was way out of line just because you, you felt the pressure of the final table or you want to get cute or you want to get too creative. You know, I would say in general, just stick in line, stick to whatever got you there already and just stick to the game plan. You know, even though it might get bumpy along the way, just believe in yourself and stick to the game plan and look for clarity in spots, you know, because I think that, yeah, I think it's very important. I think that it's easy to let the, let the moment take over, you know, to, to kind of like let that pressure make you punt it in a way, you know, whether it's playing too tight or too loose, kind of like disconnect from the moment, you know, obviously it's a really, really important moment but at the same time there's so many tournaments it's not the last time you're going to be at a final table and if you think it's the last time then just quit poker you know what i'm saying so <laughs> just go with the flow take it easy and look for clarity in your decision making process and i think that's uh yeah i would say that's pretty good advice you know i'm kind of curious your perspective on uh, the impact of having a televised final table uh, or a live streamed final table where you know the whole cards are shown 
you know, what, what, what do you sense people are doing more often? I mean, you know, again, it's probably the, more the recreational, you know, a thousand dollar buy-in type tournament versus the, the high stakes. But, you know, I, I feel like there's two camps, you know, there's, there's the folks that sort of really tighten up because they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to be on TV and making some major mistake where they, they bluff and get called or whatever, or there's the people that are going the other way that are trying to be like hyper creative because they want to, they want everybody to see how creative they are. Do you have a sense, like if I was going into a final table, if, if I should think people are generally going to be, you know, move one direction or the other, or what, what's your thought on that? Well, I, I can tell you from my experience, I think it happens to a lot of people, you know, in the, in the first couple of times you're at a televised final table that for me, it affected me very negatively in the first couple of times. You know, I, did, I think I did a very poor job at, at my first couple of uh, televised final tables because I was kind of like, you know, you kind of let your ego take over in a way where number one, you don't want to look like an idiot, right? Right. Number two, maybe you don't want to get bluffed on TV, not like stuff like that, that the ego kind of gets in the way, you know? And number two, maybe you don't really have enough confidence in your game where you kind of just play your game because you want to make sure that everybody watching kind of approves your plays, you know? You want to you wanna play correct as far as right. what the standards of poker looks like. And that kind of affects you in a negative way uh, most of the time, you know? So I think that... The biggest mistake is that, you know, trying to fit in or trying to make, trying to look good on TV. And it, it, it takes your focus away from the moment. You know, it happened to me a couple of times and it, it cost me a lot of money, but at the same time you learn from it, you know? So I think that it's important to, to, to have confidence in your game enough where you just keep doing whatever got you there. No matter if people are going to call you a fish or whatever, it don't matter. You're the one there. They're not here, you know? So People are going to hate no matter what, you know, that's what I've learned. And, and and the second thing that I think is very, very important is a quote that Kobe said in one of my uh, favorite interviews, you know, Kobe Bryant. He said that, listen, man, like you're, you're not that important, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like, cause they were asking him like, how, how'd you get over the fact that you shot seven air balls in a row in a very important like playoff game where everybody's watching, you know, everybody's going to berate you for the next week. Like Kobe, this Kobe that and he's like, man, you just gotta get over yourself. Like you're not that important, you know. Like people talk shit, they hate on you, this and that, but then they get over it, you know, a couple of days later. So I think that was a that was really good advice by our boy uh, Kobe, man. Rest in peace. But yeah. he was, you know, he was amazing with the whole mentality, and it's no coincidence that these guys uh, get to the top level. I think mentality is uh, the the one of the most important things, you know, in all sports, including poker. So yeah, I think uh, confidence and mentality. And remembering the fact that you're not that important, I think they're very good at things when when it comes to playing the televised final table, you know? Love that. So I'm going to use that quote against John Somsky all the time whenever John thinks he's all important. John, you're not that important. Freed said you're not that important. I'm going to keep layering that on. Okay. <laughs> John, John has such an ego problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> laying that out of <laughs> Intentionally, well, no, big you look pretty important to me, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh it's all those he's pins. He's got all those pins on his head. He's a rock star. Hey, one of the <laughs> I, I saw Rob in the chat. Rob's got some internet issues. Uh, he's on Vegas. You know, we can't all be on Vegas playing poker, but you know, Rob is. Uh, but he mentioned uh, in the chat, uh, touch a little bit on how do you integrate sort of stages of the tournament? We talked about final table, but sort of stages of the tournament, how does that get integrated into the training? And Rob, uh, correct me if I'm not representing your question correctly. 
Okay. Yeah. So free. So how do you? Yeah, kind of, I mean, I have a class early stage, middle stage. You know, you get near the bubble, hit the bubble, pass. You know, just past the bubble. And how how does that? Does that part of the training? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I, we talk about every single approach when it comes to different stages. You know, because obviously, like I was saying before, what I was saying about the final table applies to every other stage. You know, in the early stages, you take a different approach. In the in the bubble stages. But I, I focus mostly on bubble and final table because I think those are the most important stages of a tournament, you know. I think that everything else, you kind of learn the basics of the course, you know, race first in, the pre-flop, the post-flop, the turn and river. That's going to be applied into every stage of the tournament, right? But when you want to get out of line a bit, whether it's on the tighter side or the looser side, it really depends on the stage of the tournament or your special situation, right? Whether I'm in a position to put a lot of pressure or I'm in a position where I can't take a lot of pressure. So then I'll take a, you know, I'll take an adjustment in the tight wave. I can't take that much pressure or I'll play a lot looser if I'm in a position to put a lot of pressure, you know? So yeah, I think that uh, I, I do a pretty good job of, of explaining how to approach all types of stages, you know, especially the most important ones, which like I said, are the bubble and the final table, you know? So, so if you look at, I'm, I'm curious, do you look at some of the success that your students have had? And I know you shared that, both, you know, your one-on-one coaching as well as people that have been through the course. Is, is there a common thread that you can detect as far as what light bulb went on? What did they learn? What did they start applying? What are some of those things that you think have kind of changed them from, you know, maybe a, a small winning player into a significantly winning player? Are there, are there common themes there? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think that a lot of the times, you know, I give you a few options to choose from. And it's, it's the type of course that, like, we're not really judging anyone, you know, so everybody feels relaxed there. Everybody feels in a way where they could ask personal questions that might, uh, might look a little dumb to everybody else, but no one cares, you know. It's all about getting better. And it's all about improving your personal game, right? So when you gain that confidence and, and you see that clarity for your specific game, like I said, I think confidence goes a really, really long way in poker, you know. So when you combine confidence with the fact that what we're teaching actually works, I think it's just natural to start seeing results, you know. I think that it's uh, it, it, it just it just comes natural. All right. Well, I know we're, we're almost at time. Any any other questions from you guys on the on the panel? Anybody in the chat uh, have another question for Fareed? I'll kind of look around here. Everybody seems good. Everybody seems good. Uh, it's so tough, man, because we try to cut this off at 30, 40 minutes, um, but we could go for hours and hours. But, but for maybe, maybe just kind of close off your, this part of it with just kind of what, what's the one thing that we can take with us. So there, we've got, you know, a lot of people listen to this thing. A lot of people watch it, but not everybody can attend the course um, either because of, of money situation, even though we got all kinds of giveaways or just because, you know, it's a limited <laughs> class size, but you know, for the folks that aren't going to be able to sit through the course, uh, what's what's one thing that you can kind of send them away with from 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 your knowledge base? Yeah, I think that um, one message I would like to give, you know, is that I think that everybody, you know, as a whole, we're going through a bit of a rough patch, you know. So I think that for those uh, those of you, uh, and I include myself, you know, I think we're all going through a bit of a rough path as humanity. And I think that for all you guys who are maybe not seeing too much clarity in your path or maybe not enjoying too much poker or just not enjoying life in general, you know, which is, I think, a common theme for for uh -huh. for, for a lot of people nowadays, right? And, and I think that poker is no different. I think that 
the fact that there's been so much action available to you online and this and that, there is a lot of winners, but there's also a, a lot of losers. You know, it's, it's just natural with the game. So I think that, yeah, I think that one message I would like to, to send is um, to just keep your circle clean, you know, to try to keep your energy clean, your circle clean. And if you're not really enjoying the game, kind of like take a little break, you know, and, and just focus on things that kind of make you happy. You know, I think it's a, it's a time to, to have a, it's a time to, to be able to, to let go with someone, you know, I think a lot of us need a, a nice circle right now who kind of like, whoever's down, you guys, people that will bring you up. And that's why I like direct poker because as a community, you know, you guys give hope and, and you guys give good energy to people and you guys give something to look forward, you know, whether it's the podcast or the home game and, and these type of activities what we should be focusing on, you know, I think that the news is very toxic. The social media in general is very toxic right now. So I kind of want to, you know, tell people to step away from all that noise and kind of focus on your inner circle and your personal situation, because I think we're not doing enough of that right now. And it, and it kind of makes me sad, man, as a whole, you know? Mm, those are good words, man. Good words. Well, we'll, we'll let you go there, Fareed. I, I think I'm, I'm always so amazed at some of the, the best poker players that we love the most are always the deepest thinkers outside of poker as well. I think there's there's something going on there. Uh, people that have this perspective on life and the perspective at the table, uh, I think it's very integrated. And I love, you know, Fareed, how you do integrate your your life and your poker, and it's all kind of, it just is what it is. Uh, it's Fareed. And so I really appreciate you, brother, man. Thanks for coming on here again. Uh, we're going to do some, do some other things here. But uh, for the folks that missed it the first time, how do they connect with you if they want to kind of stay connected uh, on social media or the website? Yeah, basically uh, Farid underscore Jadin on Instagram and FaridJadinPoker.com for the coaching and Farid Jadin, no, Farid, no, FJadin at gmail.com. I have so <laughs> many emails and so many things. I, I forget my own email, man. But, uh, but yeah, and to add to that, you know, what you were saying about poker players, man, I think that if, if you let it be, you know, I think poker is like an amazing life university, you know, so I think that, that applies for everybody going through a rough patch. I think that it's just, you know, you're going through the through the tough class in the life university of poker, you know. Maybe you're taking calculus right now, which we all, you know, we all know that it's it's not an easy subject, you know. But I think that, yeah, I think if you let the ups and downs of poker, which are way more aggressive than most things in life, just teach you, you know, what what you, what, what makes you happy and what shapes you as, as a person, I think that, I think it's an amazing game, you know, so I think that, yeah, we should focus on those things, whether we're going through the most amazing run or whether we're going through the biggest downswing, you know, kind of like always focus on just taking it as an experience and as a Life University episode, because to me, that's what poker really is, man. Mm, so good. All right, Free Jadden, man, fantastic stuff again. Feel free to jump off here. You guys connect with him. If you don't know how, connect with me. We'll connect you to Fareed. we got the training course coming up. You have to check it out if you can at all. We have discounts if you're a member at different levels. We have discounts through drawings. Uh, we want to get you in the class, so figure out a way to do it. Uh, it's going to be worth your while. Plus, uh, the people that have already signed up for the course, I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a real great community of people, uh, real great people. So, Freed, once again, uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, feel free to jump off here, and we'll let you go there. Thank you, Steve. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Happy New Year's. All right. Yeah, happy New Year. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you mentioned calculus. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my wheelhouse. Like, 
30 years every day I did calculus. That's what I did. But if he had said something like, imagine you're going through English class, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, gross. See, we're all nerds in different ways. Rob and I have our fantasy and science fiction books, and you've got your calculus. I do. Welcome to the, welcome to the party. We're I all nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what, what do you guys think? I mean, for me, it's like, okay, someday, like, I just want to get – uh, get Fareed and Fedor Holtz and Marie Konnikova in a room and say, all right, we'll start the recording now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get them there for the Rec Booker uh, Awards show. Just get them all in the room for that. Yeah. Just talk. <laughs> what would, what's your guys' thoughts on the, the conversation? I just can't wait to get into it, man. Bringing on February 3rd. I want it to yeah. be February 3rd already. Why isn't it February 3rd today? <laughs> we're, we're wasting, wishing time away, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, I think I think what I what I get out of it is he's he is like you say, he's so infectious. He's so giving. He seems so giving and he seems so willing to 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 share his knowledge and and not on just poker but in life and everything else and and his approach to those things seems so down to earth that I'm really excited for this trip. Yeah, and we we've had a chance to kind of work with him. We're working with him on some other things and he, he just cares about people. Like he literally cares about people, you know, and you cut when, you know, one conversation, people can fool you after a number of conversations. It's pretty tough to fool you, uh, especially I'm skeptical enough, but the guy really cares. Uh, and he really wants you to have a really good life. Like that is his priority, even more so than a score at the poker table, which is, which is super exciting, right? It's fun to be a part of that energy. Yeah, I don't want to give away any personal information, but one of our Rec Poker Nation members happened to be in Las Vegas while Fareed was down there. And uh, yeah. we, Steve just put them in contact with each other and they ended up spending several hours going out for dinner together. He met Fareed's girlfriend and his buddy. They had some drinks here and there and had a great time and talked poker all night. He's just, he's he's a great guy. He's, he's the real deal. He's a host. Yeah. He's He's this, you know... On the table, he's fearless and aggressive, and you don't want to see him, but he's still like this really nice guy. And off the table, he's exactly the way you'd think he is. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get into this course. I'm so excited. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, no, and I know. And I mean, I'm, I, I've, all, I've just been a fan of his as a player, and I, I think I'm just so excited to talk about because what he talks about is like knowing when to sort of apply those levers of aggression, mm. right? And like that, it's such a powerful thing when you see a player like Fareed play you just see the sort he just he he dominates the airspace like everyone's like oh god what's it gonna do next but like you can't just blindly do that you can't just sort of like you know push levers and be like i'm gonna be more aggressive so i'm just gonna like be more aggressive but like i think having some grounding and foundations for like how to find those spots uh i think is gonna be great yeah, that's, that's what I was excited about with with his answer, too, because, like, he could have easily said when I asked him about, you know, is, is your style going to be integrated into the course? Because I think that's a unique thing uh, that he brings, you know, and I was worried that he was going to say, like, well, no, what I do is sort of, you know, 10 levels down, you know, we're just going to stick to the basics. And then I'd be like, well, it's kind of like any other training course. No, he's going to try to integrate that into it. He'll give you the options, but sort of explain why the more aggressive option uh, is often preferred or at least even giving you new ways of saying, here's a new creative way to look at it, mm-hmm. even if it's not the right answer to be able to say, oh, I, never, I didn't even think about, you know, a check, raise, shove sort of path. And I love, the other thing I love about this is is that, you know, we're going to spend like uh, part of the time, there's, there's a couple of courses at the beginning that are about pre-flop. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of, a lot of conversations around aggression uh, tend to land or or live in, you know, right. it's this idea of, am I going to three bet 
or am I gonna, you know, you know, whatever. But this idea of like taking that post flop into like all the different streets and even, even uh, on the flop, you know, people talk about, well, should I check raise or whatever, but getting that into the turn and river, I think is a, is a point where sometimes we get a little like, Oh, oh God, this isn't working. Right. Well, abandoned <laughs> ship or whatever. And I, I, I love the idea that we're going to talk about this sort of deeper into hands and when can we, when do we abandon ship and when do, when can we try to apply that pressure? Yeah, I love that. That whole, I'm going to check raise here. Oh, God, he called. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because when I started playing No Limit, um, one of my leaks was I was too aggressive, hmm. uh, which if you're going to have a leak one way or the other, mm-hmm. leaking for aggression is probably better because that gives you more ways to win. But trying to figure out how to dial it back and when the appropriate times to use aggression versus using it every street, every time you have a bet, you know, basically pretend like you don't have a folder call button. Uh, it's not a good idea. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to having the nuance of how to apply a pre- uh, aggression appropriately. Yeah, I love that Jim put in the chat. Leaking for aggression is a good band name, and I was spraying it down as a T-shirt idea. <laughs> Leaking for aggression. <laughs> I'll play the guitar. Who's got? Rod can take lead guitar. I can probably contribute in the rhythm section. <laughs> I'll either do the tambourine or the little triangle. I think uh, I just have to be the band manager. You want me nowhere yeah. on stage? For this. Yeah, I'll help oh, us come on. You can together. Do- Cowbell. See if you could be okay, the cowbell. Cowbell, yeah. cowbell slash cowbell. No, Chris has that. That's still too much rhythm for me. I'm going to help us contract together. <laughs> like well, good stuff. Well, let's let's segue into some of the community stuff we have going on. But before we do that, uh, let's let's hear from uh, let's hear from Jonathan Little. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with Ace King when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker right now. All right, PokerCoaching.com, they got a nice sleek new Logo out, be the shark, uh, looking pretty good. So check that stuff out. Again, you slash rec poker if you want to support uh, what we have going on there. That would be fantastic. Well, let's transition to the home games, John. As, as always, I'm sure there's nothing going on, but maybe you can make something up to fill a little time. <laughs> no, uh, actually nothing going on at all. So we're all, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's actually, you know, it, the, the end of every month and beginning of the next month is always a really busy time for me with rec poker because I have to set up the tournament of champions, get all of the next month's games scheduled, uh, finish off any results, recording the results for the series. Well, this year there was even more, you know, because it was the end of the year. So I also had to, unfortunately, get a, a suspend a bunch of people from oh. the home game club. Ooh. But... The good news is I think we've already had 15 or 20 of those reinstated. So all you need to do is fill out your information and my spreadsheets will magically tell me that you've done it and I will reinstate you uh, once that happens. It might take up to 24 hours for me to get that information. So 
just be aware of that. If you're really eager, send me a note and I'll make sure I, I do it. But I tried to, uh, particularly now I've been doing it a couple of times a day just to make sure everyone gets in there. Yeah. And, and feel free to reach out to me too. I know I've, I've helped a number of people kind of through that process too. And kind of, it takes a village. We're kind of all hands on deck. We don't want people to miss out, but John does, does an amazing job uh, with that. And I, I'm just kind of curious, John, you are the nicest guy in poker, but I'm kind of curious if there's a little bit of you as you're sus- suspending people, it's kind of like, ha, 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 You know, actually I feel really bad about it, partially because as I suspend people, I don't have a way to communicate to them. This is nothing personal. You didn't do anything wrong. You just didn't do something you need to write yet. But you're suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. And uh, I'm also going to take a a slightly different tack now for new players. I was leaving them. I didn't add them to the group. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to add them immediately and suspend them immediately because they still get notices of the home games as they are scheduled then. And so then they'll see, Hey, why can do I get this email about this home game that I can't even register for? And then they'll realize, Oh, that's because I need to fill out this other information, or at least I hope they realize that. But um, again, if anyone has any suggestions to make this process easier for you or to make it so that everyone can complete it successfully, That'd be much appreciated. I even looked at trying to figure out if we could get the PokerStars username moved to the main tab so you didn't need to hit that little extra thing. But I don't believe that there's a way to do that. So uh, it's a few button clicks, but sign up. We'd love to have you. It's a great place to be, and we all have fun. Yep, for sure. So uh, with that... Oh, hey, John, I'm getting a signal from Jim... I think he wants to do the drawing. Can I? I don't okay. want. I don't want John to not be interrupted because that's going to break a streak. Well, then so don't I hold think... the dice up to the screen. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> oh, we yeah. have to oh, interrupt yeah. him. I think we kind of right. have to interrupt yeah. him. Right. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of going too smooth there. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought way too smooth. And like yeah. me getting the audio cue correct, it was just this is way too smooth and polished a podcast. So, far. <laughs> so let's let's break in here. We've got seven attendees, so I get to roll one of my nerd dice. Well, that's why he was excited. It was more than and eight sided. So we'll uh, we'll strike eight. Eight's the re-roll, and we'll go uh, alphabetically from top on down. Let's go. Who's going to get fifty bucks it's off the free Jack training course? Number two. Number three, Jack Burke. All right, nice, Jack, Jack, send me an email, jim at rec.poker, and we will get that on your account. Congratulations. Yeah, just so people know, if you've already uh, paid for the course, you're still eligible to get up to $200 in discount. So uh, don't let that be a, you know, what we'll do is we'll just refund you the 50 bucks. Uh, so yeah, we'll just don't give feel you like, oh, I shouldn't register because I might win. I will just refund you uh, after the fact. So uh, yeah, secure that seat. Jack. Jack. Obner. <laughs> all right, John. Sorry, John, were you in the middle of something? No, not at all. You know, actually, that was a really good break. That's and congratulations, Jack. Um, okay, so on December 28th, LTP four of spades. Anyone knows know what that might mean? LTP four of spades. Uh, Brandon, tell us, man. But anyway, uh, I don't know what the LTP stands for. But Brandon Smith got. Uh, won that tournament, his first daily tournament. Um, Kambinkley, Eric Jin got his sixth daily uh, tournament. I know that guy. Yeah. Rec Poker Steve got his fifth daily series. What? Fredland. I was up 
against glass jaw. Holy cow, are they? And he, partially that tournament, I I saw the screenshot. Partially that tournament was won at the hands of the best hand in poker. It was. I sent him a screenshot, baby. Pocket five. You sent him a screenshot. I did. Of course, I, every time I have pocket poker. fives, I get ready to send the screenshot. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Chris. Excellent. It was a big. It was like heads up, right? And you had. Pocket fives, you got a set. Let's go. Yeah, was either, yeah, I think it was heads up or three handed or something. It was short handed. So, so it was short handed. It was final table. You know, it's kind of interesting because right there, Chris looked kind of like a proud father. The <laughs> <laughs> fact that I think he might be younger than Steve. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's no kind of funny. <laughs> hey John, I just want. Um, oh, was it LTP four or LPT four? LPT four. Ah, dang it, I thought I found it. Because there's an LTP4 framing angle plate for construction, but that's not it. <laughs> anyway, uh, ISNNMA is an ma spike. <laughs> Got his second daily series tournament and officially won the last tournament for Rack Poker of 2020 nice well, congrats congrats and then keck geek 65 jacob keck there you got, go won the very first tournament of 2020 and got his first <laughs> daily series victory of the year and 10th overall that's appropriate uh, i think he jacob. might be the player to be no offense doug but i think jacob might be the guy to beat in in 2021 so doug you're gonna have to ramp it up a little bit yeah I, it's <laughs> looking like those are the two powerhouses at this point in time although you know, it's early in the year. Anyone can come on here. <laughs> we don't want to call it done just yet. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had Kelly S. 1962-20. Kelly Stork got her first daily nice. series victory of the year, second lifetime. Then LTP Four of Spades, Brandon Smith, got another victory what? in the daily mixed event on January 2nd. Whoa! There is an and LED. Then, there's an LED light that's called an LPT four. So I'm going to start referring to Brandon as LED <laughs> until he tells us what it means. All right, there we go. Good luck, John. <laughs> East, burns Coast, efficiently. East Coast bitter Ben got his second international series title, first of the year, and go Evil ben. Roy CA got his fourth international series title. Couple of Canadians and, spreading out the ranks. I love it. Nice work, boys. And then yesterday, uh, Brown Eyes 13-120, Nikki Smith got her first Daily Series victory. Cool. She will have many more. She is a very good player. I know her a little bit. Uh, she's new to the new to the scene. Uh, that will not be her last victory. Sweet. Yeah, I, was, uh, I happened to get lucky enough to make that final table, and she was playing quite well there. Yep. Yep, very good. Well, thank you, Mr. Somsky. Anything else for the good of the order? No, just make sure you put your usernames on your uh, rec your poker stars username on your rec poker pro per profile if you want to be playing. Yeah, and you did a great job. I mean, honestly, all the people that you kind of got that list tapered down. I know it's a ton of work, but I'm encouraged still that you know at least whatever twenty of those people right out right away were like, ah, what happened? Why can't I get in? I got to get in. I got to get in. So uh, there's a craving for people to get in. So uh, we are doing the best we can to get you all in there. So thanks for your hard work on that, John. Yeah, and despite the fact that we have been announcing this, um, you know, for it's been almost two months. Yeah, we started, you know, in the uh, early November telling people that this was going to be happening. But despite that, people say, what just happened? Why did I get suspended? So it's clear that 
not there can never be too much communication about it yeah so that's where i actually i actually put a flag on their record that says doesn't listen to podcast doesn't, <laughs> doesn't go to website so now i know that's why people are afraid to tell us because now they know you've been outed <laughs> and john uh one of the things just that people some people might not know if they if they aren't per- perfectly caught up is uh you're also doing the saturday night practiced mixed games right that's a new innovation Correct. in 2021 yeah. so um, every Saturday there's a, a mixed game and it's in the variant that's coming up in the monthly mixed game. Is that right? Correct. So we have one more that's going to be, for example, our no limit five card draw. And then after that, we're going to deuce to seven single draw because that's going to be the next tournament that we have. So you'll get four or five chances to practice for a given, uh, mixed game event before the mixed game. Yeah, so, so I expect those games to be tougher this year. Yeah. And Mike Patrick isn't going to be able to win them. Certainly <laughs> not going four of them. So, yeah, I mean, so by then, this one will air, this podcast should air January uh, 12th, I believe. I think it's the day before the, the mixed game tournament or whatever, what, 11th. Yeah, 12th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, day before the mixed game. And I tell you what, John, it has been nice. I played that, the five card draw a couple more times, which I'd never done before. Uh, and I tell you, just even playing it a couple times, I feel like, okay, now I got a little bit of a feel for it. I'm no longer um, uh, calling a bet after the first draw because I've got a really nice big draw and there are no draws <laughs> yeah. remaining, which is what I did a few times. That is a leak, Steve. Even I can say <laughs> it's a little leak when I'm like, I'm calling like jack high because I got a straight and a flush draw. I'm like, oh, there's showdown? This is like this game. That's like, that's like counting your outs on the river. <laughs> yeah. I picked up some outs. <laughs> well, you know, and it, it's kind of important because with no limit hold'em now, we all have a feel for what's a good hand versus what's a great hand versus yeah. what is like an unbeatable hand. And it takes a little while in these other variants to figure out where that line is. Where are the hands you should be betting versus checking? And where should you maximize your value or just try to make it to the river? So, um, yeah. a little yeah, more like, practice you know, helps out a lot with that. Ace, Jack, 10, nine, nine, <laughs> you know, two, three spades or whatever. Like, what's the play? You know, it takes a while to kind of figure that <laughs> deal out. So, oh my, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. Thank you, John, for that. Um, one, one note too, we did have something else end this week. Uh, the NFL season ended this week. The national football league ended this week. Uh, I was lucky enough to kind of get close to Patrick. He was he had a five-game lead, and the second to last week, I, I picked up four games because I took a lot of gambles and got there, but then he just crushed me the last week. So the name Mike Patrick, Patty98, uh, also never heard of him. picks uh, for this year. And then we had the Survivor Pool, and again, Danny Schneider, thanks for putting all this stuff together. Uh, but we had the Survivor Pool, and apparently two people went all the way through picking a team that won all the way through. I kind of lost sight after week five or six or something, but, um, Oh man, I should make John say these names. Um, how Haka and Ivor big one, two, whoever they are, uh, they, <laughs> they won the survivor pool. And I think those are all eligible for a bronze pin. If I'm not mistaken, those are, a, that's an additional they- series. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have to get Huahaka and Ivor like cut it in half or something, or maybe we'll just big up and send them each one. We'll set that up in the boardroom. You can decide, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Press it anyway. to do a 17, go 17 yeah. weeks in a survivor. So, yeah. And you can't pick the same team twice, right? right? So they they strategized it and figured it out. So, 
Speaking uh, of somebody who went out week one, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to go 17 weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, last I, got da- I got down the last five. But oh, you were? I blew it. When yeah. did you go out? Um, Probably three weeks ago, four, three, okay. four weeks ago. What team did you in? Do you remember? I think I picked Kings against Dallas. Oh, uh, right, right. Come on. <laughs> So do I have to mail my first week? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, congratulations to Mr. Patrick again. Uh, You know, we're we're having the awards show coming up and I don't know how much we're going to cross lines, but performance of the year, I think Mike is already in the mix for mixed games. Uh, This maybe gives a little bit more. It's like returning a punt for a touchdown when you're in the running for the Heisman, right? And a little bit (laughs) bit more of a a little punch there. So I don't know where things are going to land. Uh, but go ahead. sports betting, the ultimate mixed game. <laughs> so what else we got guys going on? Robin into the book study that you want to share? Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got one more session of the uh, book study. And then on the third week of January, we hope to have Chris Wallace on board for a Q and a about the book. Nice. Then as we talked about before, we're going on break. Uh, in February because of the Fareed training. Uh, and I'm asking people to send me a tweet on, <laughs> <laughs> on any of the books that they would like to uh, they would like to see us cover in the future. And I think I've got a list of like six or seven books already Sweet. from people. So we got a good mix and maybe maybe as we get into February I'll put out a poll or something on Twitter and and put the, the top books that people have suggested and, and get a final count of which book we really want to start to get into in March. Yeah, that would be great. And if we can figure that out, then we can kind of reach out to the publisher and stuff too and mm-hmm. see if we can get some right. free copies or something too. John? Sorry. I was going to say, don't forget, I mean, although he announced it at the beginning, that's at Rabman50, R-A-B-M-A-N-5-0. Yes. That's who you tweet. That's, yep. that's, my, that's, you that's tweet. my Twitter account. Yeah, send your twits there. Send your twits there. <laughs> send, our twi- send your twits to at Redman Redman 50. 50. <laughs> Good. I don't want to see your twits. <laughs> all our twits. I'm we're all right here. With, you know all our twits I'm already. I'm in a room with four of the twits right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones, Mr. Seminar, Mr. Rec Poker Education. What do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, uh, new year, uh, new plan for kind of all our, our seminars coming up. We're, we're uh, January seminar already recorded. Uh, the Tells and Reads uh, seminar we had, Zach Elwood, uh, should be really great content. So cool. That was a really good conversation. Um, and I am uh, really excited for February when we'll be talking about uh, flop texture, basically, is hmm. kind of the, the focus of what we're talking about. And I think it's one of the most important um skills that a poker player can have so uh we'll be talking a lot about it and i think it, it'll be a really good conversation so good well i'm gonna i got a couple more things to bring up if there's anybody in the chat that has questions or things that we should talk about put those in there now as we're kind of wrapping up here but uh we've already mentioned the home game thing if you're suspended reach out go to rec.poker slash home game all the information is there feel free to reach out to me as well uh, we can walk you through that no problem at all uh, free Jat and training course does start February 3rd. Uh, details are rec.poker slash Fareed, F-A-R-I-D. And Jim's got all kinds of drawings and giveaways going on. We're doing stuff. Every time we have a, a member event, we're giving something away. We got the weekly drawing. Uh, he's putting Easter eggs all over the place to uh, 
to, to look for those in the in the forums, look for those on the newsletter, uh, ways to get entries to try to win some win some uh, discounts there. So take advantage of that stuff. And then January 27th is our award show. Uh, super excited. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll be a couple weeks away. January 27th, 6.30 p.m. Central. So 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 on the West Coast. Uh, should be really fun. I tell you what, Danny and Colin uh, have been putting this together and doing a magnificent job. Uh, we're having way too much fun. Uh, there's some pretty cool <laughs> surprises that you panelists, all, I think, will really enjoy uh, as well. Uh, but it's going to be really fun. And we're putting, uh, we're, we, we've put um, surveys out there for nominations. We got those back. Thank you. Got a lot of nominations. So that sort of helped uh, formulate some of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, finalists, I guess. And now we're putting the finalists out in some of the categories out to the nation. So if you don't know where to find the survey link, go to rec.poker. You'll find it out there. Uh, we'll keep building out a page for that. Um, but but yeah, uh, so so do that. It's going to be super fun. The night's going to be really fun. Uh, a number of pros that are going to be giving awards away and then listing the finalists, the nominees. Uh, so it's kind of fun, right? There's a chance you can get your get your name listed by Moneymaker or Maria Ho or somebody like that, which is pretty fun uh, as well. But uh, a lot of fun surprises up our sleeve for that night. Uh, let's see. Anything else uh, that we need to chat about? Anything else, you guys? I was just going to say I've been real impressed with uh, as far as the awards go. Both Colin and Danny have been asking, oh, can we get this stat or this stat for the home game? So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they uh, pull up there. And it should be a lot of fun. And they've got a lot of really good ideas for for what those stats are. Uh, I don't want to give it away in case they want to keep up with some really fun things, some really interesting ways to cut the data and look at some things. I think the, the biggest things we're telling them are 90 minutes max, guys. So uh, we, <laughs> we, I think they want to give away about 600 awards. But it's going to flow. It's going to pop. It's going to be good. We're going to do some we're going to do some interactive things. We're going to put out some polls for everybody that's in attendance, just kind of fun questions on different things. Uh, maybe give some stuff away there as well for the free yeah, course. I don't know, Jim, if you know what we're giving away at all, but that's a week before the course starts, so we can give away some some things there as well. Do you have any thoughts on what we're going to do there yet? Oh, it's just like cash everywhere flying <laughs> down. It's just going to be like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're raining. Do we have the Oswald statues? <laughs> I don't know. I was just wondering. Yeah, I thought you were making those. I thought those were. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. I'm pretty sure the St. Oswald was in Radman 50's Twit account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and all right, guys. You realize every uh, award show ever has run over since the beginning of time. I know. So, you know, holding it to a tight 90 is going to be pretty difficult. I know. Well, we I, told but, them 60. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my dad. Dad, what time, what time T-ball practice over? Three. So he gets there by four, right? It's one of those... <laughs> No, so it's gonna I, be fun. I have a mom like that. Don't don't tell anyone. Oh, uh, I won't tell anyone. Um, no, we're gonna. So, and I would encourage you if you're gonna do it, kind of jump on early. We're gonna have some stuff scrolling. We're gonna have like all the tournament of champion winners there. We're gonna have different things kind of scrolling before the thing starts. And afterward, we're planning on putting together some blooper blooper roll uh, blooper reels and stuff like me trying to talk and say blooper rule. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, it should be a fun night. But yeah, John, you're probably right. We're gonna need to give the hook. Uh, we're having our pros just submit videos because otherwise that could become uh, too long-winded as well. So we're doing what we can, John. We're doing what we can. All right. Anybody else uh, for the good of the order? 
All right, fantastic. Um, well, let's see. So go to go to rec.poker, sign up for the newsletter. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, uh, smallsmallbusiness.com and Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel. Uh, thanks to our guests, Fareed Jatton. Thanks to our panel, John, Chris, Rob, Jim. Thanks to Eric, Doug, Jack, Kim, Martha, Rob, and Jamel in the, uh, in the chat. We'll chat with you next time.